Welcome to the Runderful Podcast. And on this show, we talk about running, life, and all things Runderful. On today's episode, we are talking with JP Sebastian. And JP goes by JP is running on Instagram. In our episode, we go into a whole bunch of different topics. We talk about how JP got his start in running, how having a coach has changed how he trains and runs, how his training group, The Runway, actually ran from Toronto all the way to Montreal, and what it was like spending 53 hours in an RV with his team. We also talk about JP's experience at the Philadelphia Marathon, which is a race that is certainly on my bucket list. And finally, we dive into a rather unorthodox topic, but something that is near and dear to both JP and myself, professional wrestling. So if you smell what JP and myself are cooking, stay tuned for my conversation with JP Sebastian. Hello, and welcome back to the Wonderful Podcast. Today, we are chatting with JP Sebastian, who goes by JP is running on Instagram. JP is a runner in the Toronto area who trains with Team Running the Runway. He recently embarked on an incredible team relay run from Toronto to Montreal and just completed the Philadelphia Marathon. He is a running shoe and running gear aficionado and like me, a big professional wrestling fan. And he's just a plain awesome guy. JP, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today, buddy. Thank you for having me, John. I'm thrilled to be here tonight. Uh, you've had a busy few months, so there's so much for us to kind of cover. But I kind of wanted to start off at the beginning because I feel like I have an idea. And some people who have been following you for a while might know kind of your running background. But I wanted to ask you, how did you get started in running and what's kind of your running story? Okay, so uh, my running story, this goes back years, so I'm going to age myself. Right. <laughs> um, I started running, uh, I think it was like 2004, 2005. Well, uh, sorry, let me backtrack. Before that, I did some cross-country in elementary school, as one does. Uh, a little bit of track, but just, you know, it died after elementary school. really wasn't my thing. Um, 2004, 2005, uh, a buddy of mine in college was... Uh, really into running and shoes and uh, that's like my shoe origin my shoe like thing geek or origin story there right. so you know we he uh you know asked me to come out to like the nike club runs i'm not sure if you remember these back in the mid 2000s nike run to they had the run clubs around the gta and they had like that 10k race on the island yep. like battle of the, of the suburbs and all that yeah, stuff yeah i do yeah so really into uh running then i used to run with the um the Yorkville Nike Run Club. Um, so I think it was once a week we go out and do a 5K. And at the time, like, didn't really know much about running. Um, 5K was, you know, pretty, you know, that was pretty good distance at the time for me. Didn't really want to do much more than that. And then, you know, I did the, uh, you know, the Nike uh, Run Teal races. I was a big fan of the uh, Nike Shock shoe at the time. I mean, all oh, the shocks. Yeah, I remember those. Yep. Yeah. Vince Carter. <laughs> Yes, right. So I had a pair of the running version of those, and I think I I pretty much beat them to death. Like, right. you know, the, the the pillar was like pretty destroyed by the time I finished running those. Um, so from there, I did some. I, I did a few five Ks. I did a couple of around the bay five Ks. Um, I think the Toronto, uh, the Good Life five K. Um, 
And I think I actually tried to do a race in Mississauga, the 15K. They had this bread and honey festival. Early, I've done like, it. Yeah, you done it? Okay. Yep. Yeah, and I hated that. I think that was like my my goodbye to running at the time. It was 15K at the time was just awful. I was miserable. I did the race and I was like, this is pretty incredible. I Like, great. I'm done. See you running. Have a great life. And that was it for a while. And then it started to creep back into my life when I I found that uh, I would want to go run when I was stressed, when I was stressed at work. Uh, I used to work in finance, so there was I, I had a lot of stress uh, with um, my jobs, uh, different um, jobs I've had. So when it got really stressful, I'd just go out and run, and it would feel good. Like it would suck the first five minutes, but it felt good. You just kind of remembered, hey, you know what? This wasn't so bad. And then while I was stressed or during that busy time at work, I would, you know, build up two, three weeks. And then once that stress went away, I was done again. So, you know, it was, it was, it was an off and on relationship for a long time. Um, and, but I was always, I guess you can say in shape enough that I could do a 5k race. If someone gave me a bib saying, I can't run this 5k, do you want to run it? And I'd say, sure, I'll go run the 5k. You know, t- didn't really care about time. I just wanted to run the race. And then it just became something I, I, I started, um, you know, adding back into my life with, uh, you know, the stressful times, like, you know, when work was stressful, I'd run, um, I, I'd add it maybe to, to my gym routine. I'd run once a week or so, um, for a while. And then you get to, I think it was 2016. It, um, it really started to make like a comeback for good. Uh, at the time I was playing a lot of team sports, like slow pitch, softball, volleyball. And I just found that I wasn't getting out of it what I wanted. I love the social aspect, but it was just way too competitive for what I was looking for. And I think the biggest thing for me was like time. Like I was working downtown, but I'd be traveling to Brampton, Richmond Hill, Mississauga to play. And I just found it to be very stressful. So I think the appeal for running was that it was something that I could do on my time. And it was just when I wanted to do it. So I started running again and I, 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 I started you know, I just didn't quit after I was stressed. I just kept running. And then I signed up for one of the mech race series races, one of those 10 Ks that was like, that was like 15 bucks. It was great. So I started doing those. And then, um, I went out to, uh, uh, my partner, her, her friend, um, invited us out to, uh, Peely Island for a weekend getaway. And there's a half marathon on the island that's run by the winery. Um, so, you know, some of the, our group was running the half marathon and I had like the craziest FOMO and I'm like, I want to do a half marathon. Yeah. Like this is great. This is so much fun. So the next thought, the next step was signing up for a half. And I think my first half marathon was the beaches jazz, um, half marathon that following summer. Um, and you know, I didn't really know how to train for it. I wasn't training with a coach and bother looking for a coach. I just kind of ran, I just ran no speed work, just running. Right. Um, so, you know, I, I, I did the half, it was, I think I finished it in two hours and 25 minutes. And I thought it was like the hardest thing I've done in my life. It was really cool. And it just, I, that's where the bug hit me. It just came I'm like, I love this. I want to get faster. So I just kept running and signing up for the half more half marathons. And, you know, it was, it's from there, I think in 2019, I'm like, I'm taking on the marathon, like, let's go. And then I signed up for the Toronto marathon. Um, for that may and again no training no coach i just got out and ran i just figured i would just run as far as i could on a saturday and just do some shorter stuff during the week no big deal whatever 
Right. So like I, I look back on Strava and, you know, I started using Strava, I think just before 2019. So I, I'll look back on that first marathon, that build. I'm like, holy, holy crap. Like you really didn't train, man. Right. <laughs> So, uh, you know, it's pretty exciting. I'm like looking for the marathon. I, 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 I to, to motivate myself, I raised some money for um, CAMH. Um, Amazing. You know, uh, yeah. So I, I put it out there. It was just really to hold myself accountable to, you know, doing the marathon just because I felt that, you know, one of those things you get so gung-ho about on New Year's and it, I didn't want it to just fade away. I really wanted to complete it. So, you know, I felt that raising money would be like a good why, you know, don't forget why you're doing this. So I raised about 600 bucks, which I was really happy about. You know, anytime you can do something good for an organization like CAMH, you know, it's, it feels good. Um, so, you know, my first taste of the marathon, it was not pretty as most stories go. Um, you know, I, I just, I was just cruising. And I think when the 30K mark hit, like, man, that pain cave hit me hard, like yeah. hard. I, I think for probably four or five cat was just like walking barely running it was it was painful and then you know just getting through it and you know just sucking it up and trying to run to the finish i can hear my partner priyanka being like let's go I'm like i right. got it i got it I, I gotta look good for her so you know you suck it up and you're like okay just you know 500 meters just get through the finish line and my gosh, like it was, it was painful, but I wanted more. I was just like, I'm hooked. Like, this is my thing now. I am a runner. Let's do this. So, you know, I, uh, uh, so after that, I, I started entering, um, a few more races that year and then I started running, um, for the first time I, I started running with people. I was always a solo runner. I trained by myself. Um, I just always thought it was my thing. Um, and that goes back to the, uh, you know, I do it in my own time. So then, you know, that, that summer I started running with a group, my a buddy of mine, um, he had run with Parto Roadrunners a few times in the past. And we, uh, we started coming out to the group runs on the Tuesday nights and I, like, it was, it was a great vibe. And, um, you know, started coming out every Tuesday. It was great to meet people. And we had this thing where we'd go for the run and then him and I would like go for a bite at the Rhino, um, afterwards. And it was just like a cool Tuesday thing and uh you know that was that was really cool to do for a while and then um later on that year I moved to the east end or close to the east end in the Siller district and then I started running with um uh eastbound runs they run out of eastbound brewery at uh in Riverside and uh great group of people too and I love like the post uh, the post run uh vibe with beers and, and stuff there so that was really cool and then you know it's March 2020 the pandemic hit right Right. So again, running solo, like, great. Like, you know, how do I stay motivated? All the races are canceled. So you just kind of started running. Like I was, I was really excited to do, to do races. I really felt that I could, you know, I was at the point where I really wanted to push myself. I still didn't have a coach because I'm stubborn <laughs> or like really, fall, you know, I'm using like the Hal Hignan Stra Strava training plan, like whatever, yep. you know, but you know, I was, I was really getting into it. And, um, you know, I, I bought my first, pair of vapor flies and you know it was just like i was so excited to race that year and there was no racing right. but i think the pandemic was probably really good for my running because i it got me out there doing longer distances and i ended up doing that um great virtual race across tennessee that summer and i really thought that was a good taste in terms of like just getting volume out because i had this goal to complete it um 
you know, like you had from May to September, I think it was, or Labor Day, I wanted to do it by like end of July. So getting out there and putting the weekly volume, I think that was a good taste in terms of like, you know, what a, a I, I guess you can say a proper build should be for a marathon. So it was nice to get that experience, get volume out because I wasn't really doing that prior to, you know, that great virtual race. Mind you, I did end up hurting myself in the end because I just, it was like, I was, I was just going out repeatedly going really hard. I like again, like, you know, I didn't really, I feel like I really didn't know too much about running or the ins and outs, um, before, uh, you know, before the pandemic. And, you know, I just created my running Instagram account. So fun fact, I have two Instagram accounts. I have a right. normal one and a running one. The running one exists because my normal one, my normal one, my, my friends were like, you got to ease up on the running stuff. <laughs> like, you're, you're making me feel bad. So I'm like, that's fair. Okay. So I'll make a running one and just like dive into this like awesome community we have on, uh, right. you know, in Instagram and really get to know the Toronto running community. Anyways, sorry, a lot off track there. But um, going back to the pandemic, I think it was really good for, um, you know, just, I guess you can say, um, growing up as a runner because I, I, sure. I got to use the time to really like dig into running, do some more research, really understand, you know, keeping your easy days easy, hard days hard, the ins and outs training, why, why doing interval work and tempo work was good. Um, and really diving into like running culture. And I, you know, I, I think that, like, I like to say that the I grew up as a runner during the pandemic and, you know, once, you know, races started up again, um, I really had a different approach, uh, to running. And I think really, um, getting into the Chicago marathon in 2021 was probably the, um, the trigger for, you know, finally getting a coach and, you right. know, really taking my training to the next level. It's like, you know, it's a world major. You kind of want to show up and try to be at your best. So, you know, I think since then it's just been, it's been crazy. And like, you know, the diving into like the community and just like, you know, just running as it's, it's, it's just such an incredible um, thing that you can do. Like you, you, you're for me, you know, it, it helps my, my mental health and, you know, it uh, keeps you fit for obviously, but like the people you meet and I, what I love about running is that it doesn't matter how fast or how slow you are. Everyone supports each other. That vibe is just, it's the best. You go to a race and like people are cheering as hard for, you know, a five hour marathon or as they are for an elite. And I love that, you know, it's just like, it's a community that lifts each other up. So, you know, that's, that's kind of like my running story. You know, it's, you know, I, I had a little bit of a taste of it finally like embraced it and now i think it's something i'm hoping it's a lifelong thing now um you know it's running is a gift and it's like something that you know it I, there's not a lot of bad things that come out of running in my opinion um you know i think i think for me it's really helped me personally and professionally in terms of just you know being able to do harder things and knowing that you can um you know we you go to school, you get degrees, you get a job, whatever. And, you know, a lot of, a lot of times, like, you know, you're defined by what you do, but I think it's incredible to do things like running, do marathons, do ultra relays and do stuff like that, that people don't really talk about. So, you know, it's, it's kind of cool to, you know, have that type of stuff. And, uh, you know, it's, again, it's a privilege to be able to run. So. Yeah. Ab thank you so much for sharing that. I'll, I'll say how eerie, eerily similar your story is to mine actually. Down oh, to really? like, I'll tell you, down to the minute of your first half marathon. My first half marathon was 225 as well. Okay, okay. Yeah, 
And right then, on. and then the first time I started working with a coach was before my Chicago attempt as well in 2018. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And, nice. uh, and just like you, and I feel like a lot of people will resonate with the exact same things that you said, almost like the appeal of running. And when you first start is almost the, the ease of it. Like when you are a, a solo runner, as a lot of people start out as it's such an easy thing to get into. There's yeah. so many, once you start to, to, to learn more about it and to kind of dive into it, there's a lot of little nuances, a lot of little things that you can learn, but the ease of kind of entry to it is throw on some shoes wear something comfortable, go around the block. And oh, yeah. that's how I started. And it was, it was such an easy thing to kind of do. I didn't have to depend on anybody. I wasn't waiting for anybody. No one was waiting on me. And, um, and, and that was probably the kind of the pull for me into running as well, because I didn't want to, I grew up playing basketball. I wasn't very good, but I liked it a lot. And I didn't like the idea of needing to gather four other guys and say, okay, let's go play ball or, or two other right. guys and let's play three on three or whatever. Because I had to schedule around that. Running, easy. Out the door, around the block. It was something simple to do. Exactly. Exactly. And then, okay, so I got to go into now, uh, as you're approaching Chicago and you started working with a coach and, and that experience, how did you find that different than when you were working solo? So I found that, you know, working with a coach, you know, I, I wasn't really doing tempo or interval work or hills basically any sort of right. training you're just kind of running and you know working with a coach i was now running on a track i was doing an interval work i was doing tempo work and i was doing things at different speeds and it was super hard and you know i wasn't used to running being you know doing doing a you know a 30 minute workout and being out of breath you know that just wasn't my thing so you know, it was an adjustment in terms of, um, you know, just the type of running I was doing. Um, you know, I was now following a schedule. I would have workouts, um, prescribed workouts during the week. I would go to group training and again, training with people again. And now I was back to running on someone else's schedule. So that took a little bit of adjust, adjust like an adjustment for me um, to, you know, okay, well, I have to be at the track by six. So, you know, I got to plan my day around it. So, you know, that was a bit of a challenge at first to just now have to, you know, build it, build my, my life around running schedule where I just couldn't be like, okay, well, I'll run in the morning today and maybe I'll get a run in tonight. You know, it was just, it was, it was a bit, it was a bit of an adjustment there, but I found that, you know, um, it was, I, I guess the hardest thing for me was just embracing the pain because when, sure. when, you know, when you're, you're running, when you're doing workouts with a coach or even workouts on your own, um, you, you know, you like, you know, it's going to be painful. You know that the work, you know, you're going to be running hard. You know, I don't know. I, I always, I, I don't know if like for whatever reason thinking I'm going to do this workout, I'm going to feel good. No, you're going to feel awful. You're going to be out of breath. You're going to feel awful. It's going to hurt. It's going to suck, but it's going to help you. So, you know, I, I found that first of all, I, it was a nice reality check because I was not, I, I thought I was faster than I, than I was. Yeah. So that was nice to get humbled a bit. Um, but at the same time, I think that, you know, working with the coach, having somebody I can bounce ideas off, um, somebody who, you know, they can, you know, share experiences with or, you know, give you advice, and, uh, obviously coaching, it, it was helpful. I found it to be way more helpful than I thought it would be. Um, I, I think, you know, my biggest hesitation was I didn't really want to spend money on a coach, like content's out there. I can just follow a plan. But, 
you know, following a plan is great, but when you have a coach, I think that there's things about that, um, you know, that relationship that, you know, it, there's, there's things there that you just can't get from following an online plan. And it's nice to have somebody that has your back and, you know, once you're co- like that, that knows you're running and can look for things in your, in your running, like, um, you know, and things to work on things that you probably wouldn't be cognizant of in terms of training. Um, so I found that to be super helpful. Um, you know, and then, you know, approaching Chicago, you know, I thought I was in pretty good shape, um, uh, for Chicago. I'd really like, I, I guess my goal was like sub four hours, um, you know, got like, I, 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 I had bold ambitions to do be a three thirty runner, but you know, I don't, I just don't think I was there yet. And I, and during the race, you know, there were things about that race. Um, I wasn't happy about, I, I ended up weaving in and out of people sure. too much, wasting energy doing that. Um, it was hotter than I expected last year. So, you know, that got to me too. Um, and then I had a, I had a calf issue about 25 K and that just didn't help. So it wasn't a great race. Like I finished, I got my first world major marathon under my belt, happy about that. But as like, as a race, I just wasn't, I wasn't happy with my performance. I got under sub four. Like I, I hit my, I hit my goal time, like sub four. I got, you know, I finished the race. It was an incredible experience, but I was like, you know, I just, I just wasn't happy. I, I thought that, you know, you know, it, I had more in me and I, I just couldn't like on a race day, I, I just wasn't there. So that really bugged me for a while. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I think, you know, heading into the 20, 2022, I definitely had a chip on my shoulder in sure. terms of preparation for the spring races. And I think one thing too, that a coach kind of helps with is the aftermath. Cause sometimes, yeah. you know, we, we are often so hard on ourselves, you know, and yeah. especially when we expect certain things or a certain time or experience or whatever, a coach, because ideally your coach is someone you can feel comfortable coming to with issues like this or, or your reflections about this. So a coach kind of puts it into perspective for you and a coach Absolutely. can often kind of channel that kind of chip on your shoulder, that kind of, I'm going to call it rage, but it's not often rage. It's kind of like a like um, an energy into then training yeah. for the next one. Absolutely. They know what buttons to hit, you know, like, and I think going back to like Chicago, I think a, a part of me that why, why I felt so like, per, like pretty bummed about the race was like, I just found this, I, I felt like I let people down. I felt like I let my coach down and like my, sure. my trading partners down, you know, you, you have a, you know, what you feel is a good build. And when you can't, you know, execute on race day, you know, you, you, you feel a little, uh, disappointed that you let yourself down, you let other people down. But I mean, that's not the case, but you know, you're, you're human. These are emotions that you have. You just got to go through it, but you know, bouncing back. And like you said, like knowing what buttons to push, my coach certainly did that. I think he, he, he did a great job in reading, like, you know, um, you know, how I was feeling, how I was approaching the training and like my focus. So like, you know, he, he told me like, you know, definitely, you know, you were ready to, you were ready to put the work in. So it, may, it was, he said, you know, he said it was rather easy because you, you were, you were dialed in. And I just found that, you know, to your point, you know, he, you know, he knew what to, what buttons to push, how to push me. So, you know, working with a coach again, it's just, there are things there. Once you find the right coach and the right person, you know, they know how to get the best out of you, um, you know, on, you know, on training and uh, during practices and on race day, you know, um, there's a lot, you know, that, that, that they can offer, that you just can't get, you know, working with an online plan or, you know, 
Yeah, and I've often heard that um, you know we spend so much on gear and 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 you know physiotherapy or whatever, all good things and all 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 fun things. Uh, maybe not the physio part, but you know. Um, but I often hear that if you really want to improve as a runner, one of the most important things that you can invest in is a coach, because that's a person who you can um, gain feedback from and who can adjust and and plan for you and who knows you ideally in a in a in a more intimate way, running wise than you know an online plan just wouldn't. Absolutely, and you know it's. I think that, you know, not every coach is for everybody. You just got to find the right one, um, you know, the right person you think that will, you know, get the best out of you. Um, so, but it's a two-way street, you know, they can, sure. they can, you know, you got to, you still got to put in the work, right? So, you know, it's, it's a two-way street with a the coach. They take what you're giving and, you know, they'll give you back that same energy and that you, you, you know, he'll, the, your coach will push you, you'll push your coach to, you know, get what you need out of them. It's a, it's a two-way street. Yep, absolutely. One thing I've noticed about your coach, um, and you correct me if I'm wrong here too, but it seems like your coach is really good at keeping things kind of fun, or maybe it's your group that keeps things kind of fun because, you know, your group is one that comes up with different challenges and you've approached these different things. One of the things before we get into the challenge I wanted to really talk to you about, which was your run to Montreal. I wanted to ask you, I've seen from your team, the runway or running the runway, a shirt that says we hate Weldrick or something like <laughs> yes. that. Can you yes. explain that for me? So it was a, I, it was a running joke he had years ago and, you know, it was just something that we just caught on to. I think like this last winter, the group that we had uh, with the group training, it was just, we all got along so great. It was just such a great vibe. Like we were all joking around. We all had, we had the same kind of mindset. You know, we have a group chat, on WhatsApp where, you know, we will post the coaches, uh, the, the, the practices for the week and stuff like that. But it just turned into like this, like, you know, meme sharing, cracking right. jokes type of stuff. And, um, you know, it just had a really good vibe. And uh, the We Hate Weltrip thing came, came up. I think it was because um, we were joking that, um, you know, our, our coach, uh, you know, he's anti-lights and anti-hydration. So we our, right. our, our, our group chat logo is like, like an X around light and X around hydration. And then, <laughs> you know, he, he was like, you know, when my, 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 uh, my former athletes or whatever used to say, like, we hate Waldrick and that became a thing. Hashtag we hate Waldrick. And right. he brought it, he brought it back from the spring. And, um, you know, it's, it's a running joke. Like, you know, thanks for making us run, you know, right. up pottery road. We hate Waldrick. So right. <laughs> it, was, it was just, uh, it, 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 it became a thing again this year. And, um, the funny thing is on, at, around the Bay, we all had our singlets and said, we hate Weldrick. And like everybody who knew who he was or trained with him were like, oh my God, I wish I had that singlet right. when I was training with him. Like it's, if, if you know him, it's definitely something where you're like, yeah, we hate Weldrick too. I remember, um, when I ran Mississauga this, uh, the spring, I'm running down Lakeshore late in the race and all I hear is we hate Weldrick too. <laughs> Thumbs up. Like, yeah, y'all get it. <laughs> Right. Um, and you know, it's, it's, a, it's a conversation stuff, right? It's, it's, it's so funny. You'll be running and it's like, I don't know who Weldrick is, but I wouldn't want to be him if y'all hate him. Right. And <laughs> but, it's funny uh, when you see all of you together and it's all like from behind, we hate Weldrick, we hate Weldrick, we hate Weldrick. And I'm like, <laughs> geez, this guy must've really pissed them off. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, 
you know, he's honestly like he's he's a great coach. Uh, he's put together a good group. One thing he does really well is connecting people. Sure. Um, and you know, I think that you know, just he does a really good job too in in terms of bringing in the right people for the group. So, you know, he 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 kind of sets things up, and we run with it in terms of like the fun and stuff. He also does cool things like there are some practices where. We go out for drinks after. He calls it pub club. You know, we'll go. Right. You know, run hard and you go for a pint. It's you know, or we go for morning coffees on Thursday mornings after uh, workout. You know, it's nice to just you know, you know, put the work in and then just hang out with it and just you know, just talk about life and whatever. So it's uh, you know, it's become kind of like a um, like a social group too. Like a lot sure. of us hang out outside of running too. Um, so, you know, it's, 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 it's a great group for that, from that perspective. And again, you know, once you have the right group of people, it just makes it very easy and you want to show up to practice and, you know, you want to work hard and you, uh, you know, you feel so good when, you know, everyone's chasing goals. And, you know, when you, the one thing I loved about our group was whenever someone had a big race, everyone's just following along and the group chat just going nuts and people are posting like updates and everyone just really like, you know, we just share like it's we, we we share the highs and lows and that i think that's that's a really cool thing about that group training experience and training with the coach um and it puts you out of the group and you know whether it's your first marathon or you know 50th you know we all we all celebrate everybody's wins and we all you know kind of commiserate with the losses and you know it's it's, it's really it's re- really cool to have a group like that to lean on that's amazing that's amazing. So, yeah, speaking of this amazing group that you guys are all running together and your, your team, let's talk about your run to Montreal because there are very few people who I would want to spend 53 hours with. <laughs> um, sure. Outside of my family, you know, and, and, and really good friends, you spent 53 hours with your team running from Toronto to Montreal. Can you tell us about that and, and you know, tell us the whole story of... of it seems like an annual thing now because it's been running for, for six years or so. Um, mm-hmm. So tell us the story of, of at least this year and, and how you got involved and, and your experience with it. Okay, so Run to Montreal is an event that my coach, uh, Darren, Darren Waldrick, had created six years ago. Um, you know, he, he, uh, he did it uh, really to, to pay tribute to a friend of his that got really sick and unfortunately passed away. Um, he has this knack for coming up with crazy ideas. Let's run to Montreal. And then he executes it. So, you know, right. it's a crazy idea, but he's also a crazy guy. He'll, he'll, he'll do it. So that was a thing. Um, I think they've, in the past, they've had like one team, then two teams, a few teams. And this year that we got, I think, what was it? 10 teams. I think it was the wow. biggest one yet. So, you know, it was, um, I think in January he started talking about. I mean, he always talks about running to Montreal, but he was really, start, really started to talk about it um, within the group. And he was asking all of us. He's like, he wanted to put in a second runway team, and you know, we I think a few people were interested. So um, he started, you know, just talking to all of us and just asking us, "Hey, would you be interested?" And just like, you know, just get bugging you, like, you should do this, you should do this. So you know, I finally said yeah once I like figured out my life in terms of vacations and whatnot and what I want do so i I think my biggest concern was like would it interfere with a fall race and thankfully philly was like late november so i could you know definitely do run country also um you know it was something that you know we we you know you're doing in october and you you know slowly plan it during the year 
So, uh, but like it, it doesn't really hit you until a day of, and I'll get back, I'll, I'll talk about that more in a second, but, um, going back to like, you know, just finally committing to, 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 to doing run to Montreal. So I was part of the second runway team. Um, we, re- we, we, re- we renamed ourselves the fun way because it was kind of like a little, uh, inside joke where, you know, Darren's team, the first run- runway team one, you know, they're in it to win it and we're just in it to have a good time. So, right. you know, we were the fun way. So the group was made up of, uh, mostly people like most of the group are people that we train with, with runway. So, um, and a group that I got closer with, uh, as year um, went on, um, we took the approach where we would start to do socials early, just to do some bonding. So um, for us, this was kind of like a full year experience because we were doing things every few weeks. We'd go out to like do a, uh, we did an escape room. Um, we we went to that, um, there's that, um, I, don't, I can't remember what it's called, but oh, I think it's called Act, Activate. It's like that, um, it's like that, uh, what's the word? Like it, it's like this big facility with different rooms. You play like little mini games, two minutes. You're kind of like doing kind of like squid game type games. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So we, we did that type of stuff. We go for drinks. Like it was, a, it was a cool vibe. And, you know, we throw in a little bit of planning here and there into it. And then I think by the time August rolled around, planning became, you know, we started to do less fun stuff, more planning or, you know, equal fun, equal planning. And it just, you know, and once we got like the route map, and you know we did like the you know we got our you know team gear and stuff you're like holy cow this is real and i remember like you know you're you're looking at the maps and you're trying you're looking at google maps and you're just trying to plan out your routes and you're like okay well um (laughs) this is going to be interesting there's nowhere to run this is just the road there's no sidewalks oh my gosh this is going to be interesting i am running this route what time Right. Okay, this is going to be super interesting. I have to run through there at this time. I think there's one of my routes where um, I was running by the correct, uh, correctional facility just outside Kingston. And we the estimated time to do that would be about midnight. And I was just like, I bet you this is going to be my fastest leg right. run to Montreal just because of where I'm running through. So can I tell you, uh, I went to Queens and volunteered at that penitentiary. <laughs> A few times. So, and that's a dark stretch there. It is. It is. And when I did it, it was also raining and cold. Right. So it was just everything you, every like the, the perfect scenario for like a horror movie. Right. Just, you know, <laughs> running side of the road, whatever. And yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was a cool vibe. Um, but yeah, like walking to Nathan Phillips Square where the race started, I was like, it hit me. I'm like, holy cow, we are running to Montreal. Like this is, this is happening. It's super cold and I'm running to Montreal. Like I'm not going to sleep. What am I going to eat? Where am I going to go to the washroom? Like, am I really going to go to the washroom in the woods? Like that's like a right. thing with yeah. Montreal. You're like, okay, well, you know, I'm a, I'm the type of person that needs to shower like at least once a day and I'm going to go like three days without showering. Okay. This is going to be interesting. So right. I think, you know, that type of stuff was more concerning to me than doing the running. I was just like, you know, feed me more. I'm still marathon. I'm still in a marathon build. So I will do as much volume as you need me to do. Like sure. this is, you know, that's how I kind of saw it. I'm just like, yeah, just feed me more. It's all, it's all good. But um, yeah, it was, it's an incredible experience. And it, it's, it gives you something that a race or a build won't, won't, won't give you because you're you're not sleeping um 
you know, you get onto the RV and when you, when no one's in it and you have no gear, it looks pretty big, but when you pack it with running gear and eight other people, there isn't a lot of room. So like, you know, if you want to sleep, you got to find a place to sleep. Like you just got to carve out some space, you know, grab, you know, grab, grab some time on the bed or one of the beds there. But, you know, there's always going to be people walking around. So you won't really get like a good sound sleep. So that was, um, you know, that was very interesting. And, you know, you have eight to 10 people in RV at one time and everyone's running and sweating. And, you know, it turns into a locker room real quick. (laughs) Turns a locker room real quick. So, you know, those are those are things that, um, you know, you, 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 you get over, you actually get over really, really quickly. But in hindsight, talking about it, you're like, okay, well, you know, that was pretty funky. But you right. know, at the, you're, you're not really thinking about that stuff. You're kind of thinking about like, you know, my next, my, my, you know, my next route. Um, when is it my turn to get support car? How much time do I have? To, uh, downtime do I have right now? And what do I want to eat? So, you know, for me, when I'm, when I, when I'm running, I'm always, you know, concerned about like, what do I eat before I get up for sure. a run, especially a long run. Right. Yep. I'm the same here. I'm popping a two bite brownie and crushing half an energy drink. And then I'm out of there. Right. It was, and you know, and you're, you're, you're out and you're crushing 10 K. Right. So like, you know, those are, the, those are the things that like you, you really can't get, um, you know, in a tra- traditional race. And then there's things like, you know, running in the dark, running in the rain by yourself around woods, seeing like little animals up just a, a, up ahead of you, uh, kind of scatter just you know it, it, your sense is definitely like you know it's, it's sensory overload right. but it's, you know it's also very cool and i think this for me this is the, the coolest thing about run to montreal was just seeing how people level up we had in our group sure. we have people we have marathoners we have people that are doing our five 10k runners um season runners not so season runners but everyone like leveled up they, 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 you know, they came out to play like, you know, people were running well past their comfort zone. They were tired and they were still running. And I thought that was the coolest thing about our group is that we all like showed up for each other and, you know, we, we support each other like crazy, you know? Um, one of my favorite, um, things about this was like, you know, how supportive people were. We made sure like, you know, you cheered everybody at each transition, um, kept things fun. No one was Thankfully, no one really fought like people. Um, I mean, you know, you're not sleeping, you're not really eating. So you can imagine people would be a little irritated, a sure. little tired. But thankfully, this group, we didn't really get anybody who really snapped or anything. So I'm really happy about that. And we had such a good experience in terms of just getting along. So, you know, I'm, I'm not sure like you can expect that, expect that experience every year. But, you know, it was you know, knowing that, you know, that we would be in real tight quarters, whether you're in the support car or the RV at different times, you know, everyone was just really chill. And I, I really appreciate that about this group. And it was really cool to see because we were all on the same page um, in terms of, you know, we're all tired, but everyone kept showing up and running. And that, that was that was the coolest thing. And, you know, um, I think like an experience like that, um, if you ever have a chance to do it or anything like that is out of your comfort zone, I would say definitely try it out. You know, we, we, you know, it's, it's, you know, running, life is hard. Running is hard, can be hard, but it can also be very rewarding and doing something like that 
it's um, you know it it definitely whether you once or it becomes a you know a thing you do every year. These are things that you'll share with this group of people forever, right? You know, like the twelve of us, thirteen of us, like you know, we're gonna share those moments on Thousand Island Parkway, you know, running in the middle of the night of the night, you know, doing two kilometer sprints and you know covering fifty k in three hours, like you know, these are when you look back at it, it's pretty cool. And like the, the the sights you see and some of the experiences you have, it's just like, no one can take that away from you. And, you know, it's, we, you come out of it a better runner. And, um, you know, at the one, one thing that, um, you know, someone said, um, uh, Nigel from culture athletics at the, at the, at the end of race get together in Montreal, one thing he said that really resonated with me was, you know, the well runs deeper than you think, you know, sure. we have more, um, we have more in us than we were capable of and doing something like run to Montreal or like a marathon or a 5k, you know, just doing something that is incredibly tough. I think that, you know, it shows that you, you're, you're, you're capable of so much more. So, you know, whether you can apply that, you know, professionally, uh, your personal life, you know, like you can do tough things. And I think that, you know, doing something like this, any, any, anytime you can, you can do something with, that gives you, you know, something fulfilling and that you can make memories and give, get an incredible experience from absolutely worthwhile. Like don't hesitate, just do something like that. Do something crazy. You know, it's, it'll be, if anything, it'll be a great story to bring up at the whole, at, during holiday parties. Not that I'm <laughs> doing that, but <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. Hey guys, did you, did you know I ran to Montreal? Oh, you didn't. Ah, oh, let me share. Yeah. It's like, you, you know, like you, you did what? Yeah, exactly. So like, again, with running, you, 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 it gives you the ability to, you know, share experiences that people don't normally talk about. Like, you know, one per, what they say, 1% of the population is run a marathon. Yeah. So like, if you could say, yeah, I just ran, you know, this marathon, you know, that's not something people, I feel like, you know, unless like outside of running circles talk about, you're like, holy cow, especially as you get older, yeah. you know? So, you know, it's, it, it was, it was really cool. And, you know, I, I think, um, you know, immediately after run to Montreal, I know that our group was already talking about next year. So, right. you know, I, I, th I feel like this is going to become an annual thing for us as long as all of us are able to do it. It was just, it was such an incredible fulfilling experience. Um, and I know that, you know, for myself, like really, you know, uh, you know, leaning on into some of those runs and where I was, I was tired and uncomfortable. And I actually, during one of the last legs, I actually um, fell over a chain. I was finishing a leg. It was Ooh. dark, and there's like a there's a chain at the like there was like this chain hanging low. I didn't see, and I was going like full send at that point, and I full send over that chain and oh. tumble, and you know it's like ended up cutting my elbow, my knees. Uh, I feel like I was concussed. I don't know, right. but I still ended up running a couple more legs after that. And just like pulling through because I had so much adrenaline. I was just like, let's just get, we're, we're so close to Montreal. Like, let's just do this. I just, I just, you know, just want to keep going. And, you know, taking that experience and how you felt during some of those legs and, you know, running through some really uncomfortable, you know, uh, times where you're just cold, hungry, tired, whatever. And, you know, that really helped me for when it got hard during Philly. I just, you know, just remember, you know, you did some crazy shit like, you know, three weeks a month ago you can you can run through kilometer 37 right so you know it was really cool to have that experience to lean on when things get tough and i mean you know as a marathoner or like you know you do a 10k or 
whatnot, you know, using you, that experience to lean on when things get tough, I think is, you know, one of the best things you can get out of running. Yeah. Um, yeah, you've nailed it right on the head. Uh, and it's, and it's something like an experience like run to Montreal or any type of life experience, you know, when you yeah. go through something hard in life and then you're struggling at kilometer 35 of a marathon, something I always try to repeat to myself is you've done harder things. You've done exactly. harder things. And, yeah. um, and when you kind of have that perspective, um, and it still hurts. Don't get me wrong. Those, those last kilometers are Absolutely. killer, but, um, it almost puts those few kilometers into perspective. Like this is the fun part. This is the celebratory yeah. part. You're like in the last stretch. So yeah. yeah, you absolutely nailed it right on the head and congratulations to you and all of your team for run to Montreal. Cause that's, that's something incredible that you will all share forever. Yeah, absolutely. It's, you know, we, we've gone together a few times since then. And again, the vibe is still great. It's just like, it's such a, it's such a great group. And you have, you know, when you have, when you can share an experience like that with a group of people, like, I just feel like, you know, no matter what, you know, you have that and you're, you're just so much closer. Um, I definitely feel like, you know, the people that we're, we, we all changed a bit after we went to Montreal and our relationship as friends has, has changed too. I think I just feel like we're that much closer. Um, yeah. so, you know, I love that, you know, you have this now new group of like people that you're close with. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of good things that come out of experience like that for sure. Yeah. What's that saying? It's a, like bonded through fire, bonded through yeah. you know, like hard experiences, right? Like four. Yeah, exactly. Fire. Yeah. That's yeah. Amazing. So, okay. So now I got to ask you, so you did run to Montreal in your build towards Philly. So then I wanted to ask you about Philly as well, because Philly is one of those races that a lot of people kind of have on the list because it's a fall marathon. It's not too far from where we live. Um, but, you know, sometimes the other marathons get more of the spotlight, Chicago, um, Toronto, Waterfront. But then Philly's a, a, it's one that's definitely on my list. So I wanted to ask you what your experience was like uh, recovering from run to Montreal and then approaching Philly and then the Philly marathon itself. Cause like I said, that's one that maybe we haven't heard about yet. And, uh, and I'm sure everyone would be curious about it. Right on. So, um, again, I'll go back to working with the coach. I think that, you know, for something like this, it was certainly helpful and having, you know, having the coach that, you know, created run to Montreal was also very helpful because, sure. you know, my build, my, my, my plan and my build took both took run to Montreal into consideration. So sure. it was a, real unorthodox build in the sense, for, at least in my opinion, because I had my peak week um, early October, like, you know, I think two weeks before run to Montreal, I had my okay. longest run. I, I did about 40K on, for my long run that day. And, you know, and my, I think my first run of this build was about 30K. So, you know, I had some monster wow. runs early on. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it was nice to see that my fitness was was there early on. Like, I could do the distance and I wasn't struggling. So, and the cool thing about that, too, was, uh, you know, after doing the 40K, like, my recovery, I, I didn't feel like how I, you weren't going full out. So, you know, recovering from that, I was able to do, like, a, you know, run, you know, pretty quickly after uh, during the week. So, clearly, like, you know, um, the fitness was there. So during run to Montreal, um, you know, I ended up doing about 69 kilometers of, of the total kilometers for our group. Um, and then, you know, get to Montreal, you definitely feel, you know, having also fallen um, during run to Montreal. So the next few days, you definitely have like the post race sore legs walking like a baby giraffe for sure. Right. Um, 
but recovery wasn't too bad. I think that week I took it a little easy. I didn't start running again until later on in the week, just took it easy and then got back to training the next week after. And then um, I had uh, basically, you know, I get back to running and I'm basically in taper. So, um, so my taper wasn't really a taper either. I had a couple of um, workouts for my long runs. Um, so I, you know, the, 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 the mileage started to decrease a bit, but you know, the first two weeks of taper, I was doing some, uh, you know, I had some, uh, workouts in my long run, which was helpful to like, to see where I was at, because sure. with this weird build, you just, you know, you, you did your longest run at that point, um, you know, well over a month ago. So I really needed, and, you know, coming down from the high run to Montreal was tough for me too. Like it really felt like my race season was over. Sure, so getting, yeah. getting, um, like having to refocus and think about Philly, that was a little tough for me too. Just like, you know, keep in mind that you still have a marathon to run in a few weeks. So those workouts were helpful in the sense to get my mind ready to run fast and just to see where I was fitness wise. So, um, you know, it was a weird build, but I was feeling really good. Um, you know, I, I to prepare for run to Montreal, I was doing two a days um, running and wow. I continue that after um after run to Montreal, just because I felt it was a, a really effective way to get the mileage in sure. without really interrupting the workday. Um, so I just kept doing that because I felt that, you know, it was, it was helping me. Um, but, you know, heading, heading into Philly, I was, um, you know, I felt pretty good. And then, you know, checking the weather and um, we were driving down there. So of course, you know, I'm starting to panic a bit when I find out that like Buffalo is getting this like crazy snowstorm, right. like, you know, the day before we're supposed to drive down there. So, um, you know, I, I was kind of like, uh, okay, like I'm getting to Philly one way or another. How am I going to get there? Like me and we could, you know, go through if we needed to, we could go down to Detroit and just drive across the States. I don't care. I'm getting to Philly, whatever. Um, so anyways, we ended up like, uh, you know, we ended up driving through Kingston and crossing the border down, uh, just like through thousand islands to avoid right. the big snowstorm. But we still caught some like effects snow, unfortunately, but all good. Um, I think my biggest concern with this was just like being in the car for like seven, eight hours uh, mm-hmm. driving, uh, and just to see how my legs felt. Um, but you know, got to Philly. Okay. It was in, and, um, you know, like there was not, my legs felt pretty good. Um, typically Phillies, uh, they say it's a cooler race, so they, uh, but it's still a little warm down there at the time, usually. So, you know, race day temperatures in the past I've seen are usually around seven, eight degrees. Okay. So perfect racing temperature, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so it was great that they had their real first cold snap of the year that weekend. So it was a <laughs> balmy, like minus four when we get there. So like, bringing the parkas and just like maybe i think i pack you know typically i just pack like you know what i'm going to wear for the race um and you know my shoes but i had like four different outfits right depending on the weather yeah Yeah. i'm like you know if it's too cold for a single and half tights i got this this and this i can wear i can layer up whatever you know overthinking when we're a race day i'm like sure you know whatever um and one thing I ended up doing too was um, because of how cold it was, I ended up going to Value Village earlier that week and just bought like triple XL fleece sweatpants and uh, pullover to wear to to wear uh, to the race and just yeah. kind of have on until I had to take uh, you know get to my race stuff, which was super helpful. Let me tell you. Yeah. Um, and so, get them bigger, right? That's what we did too for yeah, Chicago. Get them yeah, slightly exactly. bigger because then you can pull it over all your other gear without messing anything exactly. up. Yeah, and over exactly. the shoes if you need. Yep. So the one interesting thing about Philly is that it's run by the city of Philadelphia. So oh. it's it's um, 
So like, it feels like a big time race. Like you, we drove into the city and it starts and finishes in front of the Rocky steps, which is really cool. So you're driving into the city, you see the Rocky steps, you see the finish the start line and you're just kind of like, okay, this is pretty cool. Like you see downtown, you get, you start to feel really excited. So, um, so the area around the start finish line is secure. So, um, you gotta, like they do like, um, security, uh, you you gotta get searched by security before you can enter the start finish line. So that was an added, um, challenge to like race morning because you, they, they made it very clear that you need to be there early because they're going to go through security checks. So, you know, for anyone that's thinking about adding Philly, I would say like, you know, don't wait to like, you know, the race starts at seven. Don't wait to like 645 to like make your way down there because it's, you're going to be cutting it real close. Right. So, you know, make sure you get down there early. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, it was, it's, it, I feel like it was very well organized. Um, there was huge crowds. I love it. I was going to ask felt, about crowds. It felt like, you know, what, like Chicago had crazy crowds as you, yep. you know, you know, like start to finish. There were like big crowds in Philly. It really felt like a big event. People were just like lining up the streets all over the race. You never really felt alone. There was maybe two or three stretches where, um, you were just kind of running by yourself just because of the nature of where the race went. But like, it was crazy crowds. So like, that was really cool to see. Um, and of course, like endless Rocky music, especially really? downtown. Oh yeah. Like you just heard the Rocky theme like over and over again. I mean, that's pretty cool. Like that is really it's, cool. It's, it's Philly, right? Um, it's like, I, I ended up, one thing I did before I went down to Philly was I, uh, there's, uh, the race director was on a podcast talking about the marathon. So I, I found that to be very helpful because she did a great job in explaining the course. So one thing that they pointed out was like, don't start out too fast. It's flat and fast to start and like very easy to get caught up and starting out too hard. I know my race plan was to start slow for the first 5k and just kind of build up from there. So, you know, knowing that I just made it clear not to get caught and just like, not make that same mistake of what I did in Chicago and weave around people early on. Just yep. kind of like just started cruising. Like you're not going to win the race in like kilometer one or two. Just like kind of yep. do your thing. And you know when 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 there was when you know when you start to separate, you can maybe start to make the moves there. So um, one thing I didn't realize because I, I you hear that um, you know Chicago's like oh sorry Chicago uh, Philly's a flat course. It's not flat. There's like uh, crazy. There's like crazy hills midway through like kilometer 30. It's, it's absolutely crazy. Um, so like with the run, with running the runway, uh, we train on hills all the time. Like sure. Darren Weldrick has not met a hill he does not like. So, <laughs> you know, if you train with running the runway, you're going to run in every hill in Toronto guaranteed, but like, it's good for you. I like, it does like, don't, don't neglect hill running, hill, right. hill training. It's, it's great. But, you know, when I got to the hills, like, you know, that's right. That's where I decided I want to make my move. It's about 10 K. I'm going to start to really separate and just, um, you know, listen, I'll give them credit because credit where credit's due, like the hill work, man, like that paid off just, you know, getting, getting up and down those hills. Like, you know, when you, when you, when you do the hill work, it made it a lot easier in terms of just getting through that effort. And I just, and, you know, it, it was, it's a scenic race, um, like beautiful views of the city in, in and around there. Um, never mind the hills, but like the energy and everything is, it's crazy. And I'm just glad that, you know, it was a race where, um, you know, I, I stuck to my race plan and thankfully ran, you know, a race, like you know, I, I was, I was happy with my time and I stuck with the plan and I was like, 
it was just a great experience. And that's all you can ask on race day, you know, to go in, get to the start line and run your race and feel good after, you know. Um, so it was a great way to end the season. And, you know, Philly is a great city. Um, the food is like, if you like, like American Italian food, like that's your right. jam. So like, you know, for runners, like going out for past the night before, like take your pick of like American Italian, like some really good food there. And of course, like the cheesesteaks. So, you know, it, it, and, you know, all the hotels are like kind of within like, you know, mo- there's a lot of hotels that are like within a walking, like a mile or two miles away from the start and finish line. So it's super handy in terms of like where you're staying and, and uh, you know, where, where, where you need to get to for the race and, you know, with bib pickup and everything, because the city, I guess because the city runs it, like everything was just sure. kind of easy. You know, with Chicago, you had to go like go down to that convention center, yeah. just kind of out of the way from downtown, and get your stuff. Here, like you know, our hotel it was like a ten minute walk to the convention center, you know, a twenty minute walk to the race start, and you know, there are tons of restaurants around there. So you know, it's just it was great in terms of location. That's great to hear. That's great to hear. I I found it. That's really interesting that it's run by the city. I don't know if I've heard of another race that does that. Um, yeah, but that's that's yeah. that's brilliant that they do that. Yeah, and. Um, yeah, I definitely, it's, it's it, I, like, I don't, I'm not the that type of person that will be like, I gotta do this race again. I'm kind of, right now my mind's kind of like I'm one and done, but I definitely like, you know, if you're looking to do like a late fall race, like Philly's pretty cool. Um, and I like, I, I like the, the late fall races cause like you don't really start your build till like later in the summer. So you can kind of, you know, enjoy a bit of July, um, and do have like a non marathon build summer or a little bit of it before you really get into that build. And then, you know, I think that, you know, you get through like most of the races are done by the time Philly rolls around. So, you know, you, you, you won't, you can, you can support your friends and all that stuff, um, fit in some like, you know, races in your build if you want to. And, you know, you, just, you still have your, your marathon to do. So, you know, it's kind of cool. And of course, like you're down there when it's U.S. Thanksgiving. So like, it's a, right. it's a really cool time of year to go down there for sure. That's amazing. They'll stick around yeah. for Black Friday, you know? <laughs> Throw on the Rocky music again. That's right. Target. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> definitely on my list. Yeah, definitely on my list. I'm a, I, I wasn't a, I wasn't always like a big Rocky fan. And I feel like I got into the movie because of my dad. Um, and uh, once I saw the Rocky movies, loved them. We used to always quote them when I was in middle school and stuff. And uh, yeah, that's one of those, uh, one of those cities, even never mind the race, but that I would just love to visit. So throw the marathon in weekend away. Yeah. I would, I would love to go and cheesesteaks are, you know, just amazing. So I would absolutely go just for that. Absolutely. And you know, with the American history there, like it's pretty yeah. cool. And let me tell you how good that cheesecake or cheesecake, cheesesteak uh, tasted the day after my gosh. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Still dream of that cheesesteak. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, uh, I, I'm going to ask if it was, if you, did you have deep dish in Chicago? I did. Yes. That was actually our Thanksgiving meal. Right. It's, it's Canadian Thanksgiving weekend. Right. So we ended up going for deep dish on the Monday. So if you had to go back and have one of those after either Chicago or so you do one marathon, you have to choose either deep dish at the end of the marathon afterwards or Philly cheesesteak at the end of a marathon afterwards. Which one do you choose? Philly cheesesteak. Yeah. Philly cheesesteak. It just like, Greasy beef, greasy steak with like cheese on a bun. Like, oh, <laughs> what's not to like? Oh, yeah, just it was just oh man, it's so good. Again, I'm dreaming of it. 
there's there's an old uh, Fresh Prince episode, and I always think of Rocky and Fresh Prince for Philly, right? Yes. And there's an old Fresh Prince episode where they go to Philly, and some guy brings oh no, some guy brings Will in Bel Air a, a cheesesteak, and he's like, "That's not an authentic cheesesteak," and he goes, "Why? How do you know?" Because he can't see through the bag. And then another exactly. friend brings him a real one and it's just see through the bag and he knows, ah, that's authentic. Exactly. Oh yeah. You can, de- you, I definitely saw through that bag. That bag <laughs> did not last long. I had to right. run a table quickly because it was just breaking apart. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> okay. So JP, we are, we've talked for an hour now, which is amazing because considering like there's just so much we could get through, but there's just so much for, for us to chat about. And, you know, I would feel, I would feel, uh, I would feel like I missed something between us two if I didn't at least bring up professional wrestling. For the very, very small percentage of runners out there who are also professional wrestling fans, I have to ask JP some professional wrestling questions. If you are not a professional wrestling fan, I apologize. But, uh, but I'm going to ask him anyways. So, okay, JP, have you always been a wrestling fan? Okay. I have been a wrestling fan since I was a, since I was a kid. Um, I think I started watching it like I think eight years old. It was just like kind of on on Saturdays, and it was just kind of following like you know Andre the Giant, Macho Man, Hulk Hogan, and just kind of like love that like fantasy world and and stuff. And I just kind of like watched. I, I, I stuck with it for years. Um, yep. You know, watched it through like the Golden Era with Hogan and the Warrior WrestleMania six, all that stuff, right into like the Attitude Era with with the rock and stone cold like i was a big rock fan still i'm a big rock fan you know yes when when you think about like the rock now and and if you if you followed wrestling during the attitude era you knew how his character was like you you'd just be like i can't believe dwayne johnson was right. like this character like during the attitude era that was just like you look at the stuff that he would say and you're just like wow <laughs> but i've i've always like it's always been a thing for me. Like even today, I still pay attention to it. Like um, I'm still a big fan of like WrestleMania season. So I'll watch like the Royal Rumble right through WrestleMania, yep. and it'll just kind of like drop off. It's just like you know that I feel like that's when it's at its best and most entertaining. And then I'm you know there's things out there like um, like you know the Japanese style, which see the, like the Japanese treat it more like a actual sport, and that's kind of cool to see too. But um, yes, I've always been, I've been a fan and um, I still watch it to this day. It's, you know, it's a great way to like, disconnect. Love it. it. It's so over the top and you just kind of, it's kind of cool how like, that type of entertainment can like, you know, just still exist today and still do its thing yep. and not really change. Yeah, I had, so I had an uncle who, who just loved watching wrestling. Um, and so whenever I was over at his house, sleeping over or whatever, he would kind of, he would have it on and I'd watch it. And then it was actually my older sister who got me into wrestling first. She would have it on. She'd be watching Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior. And I, yeah, I'm the same way. I just kind of fell in love with it. And I feel like it was kind of like, kind of like a superhero at the time. Seeing someone like Ultimate Warrior, just big and strong and colorful. Yeah. Yeah. It was like seeing a superhero cartoon come to life. Absolutely. Just so over the top and you just couldn't help but get like captivated by it. Like, holy cow, these guys are like they're beasts and they're yep. being the crap out of each other. But and it's just like I think for me now it's just like the storytelling. Like there's like it does a good job in telling some compelling stories when you like between the good guys and the bad guys. And sometimes yep. it's just like there are certain guys that um 
you know, I think there's one, I'll give you one example. There's a guy who, uh, I think in, was it 2017, 2018, um, most unlikely guy to like, you'd never think he'd like be like the champion, but they set him up during the WrestleMania season to just go like they, they teased it hard and they had him going through these different matches and you're just like, this guy's not going to do it. And yeah. he does it. And you just, they had, they really did a like did a good job in pulling you in and believing that he would like win the championship. He did. It was a it was a really cool story to watch, and I think that's when it's at its best when it can give you like a compelling story to reason to get behind it, and then you know really do a great job storytelling through the match. Just almost like almost like watching Rocky, but like over periods of weeks, right? Like that's right. Underdog, yeah. Underdog go into the ring defeated, going again. A friend of his defeated, and then you know they kind of come back through it, minus the the awesome training montage. Sometimes <laughs> they did have training montages. Sometimes they do. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I agree with you. It's something that I'm still into now. My wife will say, what are you doing watching that? But you know, that's, it's just, just something we've grown up with. Yeah. No, that's, that's it. You know, it's, uh, you know, it was something I, 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 you know, in the past, I'd just be like, yeah, I'm a wrestling fan, but right, yeah. now I don't care. You know, it's, it's, it's entertainment, you know, how is it any different from like, you know, real housewives or you know, right. other, yeah. rea- other forms of reality TV also fictitious, you yeah. know, over the top. Yep. It's basically reality TV. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What I wanted was to find one race that instead of giving you a medal, it gave you a championship belt. Oh, that would be, that would be pretty I fun. Would be, oh I would yeah. Be there in a heartbeat. <laughs> oh, seriously. Honestly. I, yeah. You gave me a WWE championship belt. Absolutely. Yep. Do it. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, what you should do for, for all your team who did run to Montreal, you should get them like just a replica of like uh, like an NXT championship or something <laughs> like that. And then just everyone wears it around Weldrick and he'll be like, what are you guys doing? You know what? That's a good idea, actually. You know what I'll do? I, I actually have a replica WWE belt. Yeah. So yeah. maybe next year I'll bring it to run to Montreal and we'll just like get like after every leg, we'll give the, that person the belt. They yep. can they can, be, they can be a champ after they do their leg. Something to think there about. You go. And I'm sure... I'll, I'll make all my, uh, you know, my my my, my uh, run to Montreal teammates. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll make them buy to this idea. Just big, shiny, over the top belt. Yeah, of course. Yeah, we did. I'm a teacher, right? So we did a um, potato sack race a couple of years in a row at school, and uh, my friend actually was the champion for a few years in a row. So when she won it the second time. I was like, okay, I got to get you a belt. <laughs> so, I, so I found her a belt uh, at Walmart, and, you know, and I stuck a big potato picture right on the front. Amazing. And then she was like, everyone's like, oh, that's so silly. Everyone wanted a picture holding the potato championship belt. So oh, yeah. there you go. You know, it's, it's, it's crazy how much of like how, how popular it gets. I, I think but the last time I dressed up for Halloween years ago, I dressed up as John Cena. So I had like <laughs> the Cena shirt, the, uh, the wristbands, the, the hat, the dog tags, and the, and the belt. Right. And right. we went to a bar and like everyone was taking pictures with me. Like, oh, can I hold the belt? Like, it's such a, like on Halloween. It's yeah, it's like everyone's doing the, like they can't see me thing. But like, it's yeah. it's such a cool prop to have. Everyone loves it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. There's so there you go. See, listeners, I tied I tied it into running. Don't worry. See, there you go. It's 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 the new medal for Run to Montreal. That's how I you, tied that. You back. did you did the unthinkable, tying in wrestling <laughs> with running. And I'm sure you've given Waldrick a new idea for a belt. Right. There you go. I will say, uh, Chicago, this year, I was beside a guy at the start, dressed full on. He wasn't exactly dressed like Rey Mysterio, a Mexican wrestler, for anyone who doesn't know. But he had full on tights, shirtless, and he had the, uh, the luchador mask on. Oh, that's so cool. 
that's and so i don't cool. know if he ran the whole way that way but he was he was pumped he was going oh yeah oh that's so cool hmm. now, now, you got, now you got me thinking about like how can i do like incorporate like wrestling vibe into race day right there you go <laughs> get yeah. the ultimate warrior tassels around your arm i don't know <laughs> That's something. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Face paint? Face, you can do face paint. A little yeah. bit of face paint. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There you go. Something to think about for 2023. <laughs> <laughs> so if you see JP at a at a race nearby and he's like, he's either trying to tie a tassel or get his face painted, help him out, friends. Help him out. <laughs> absolutely. We'll appreciate it. And maybe I'll let you hold the big championship belt too. Win-win. <laughs> exactly. All right, JP, listen, we are almost done. I wanted to do my last little kick to the finish because it's a fun way to finish off our episode and give listeners just a little bit more to think about uh, about who you are. So I'm going to give you six questions here and then answer them with either the first thing that comes to mind or if you want to expand on it, take a second to think about it. No problem too, okay? Sounds good. All right, JP, your dream race? Uh, Boston. You know, I, th- I think... Boston comes to mind, and I think another race I'd like to do in my lifetime would be a marathon in in Manila in the Philippines where I'm from. So I think that's something I would also want to add to my bucket list. Yeah, yeah, that sounds awesome. That sounds awesome. I wonder, would the Manila Marathon have really hot weather? Yeah, I think it starts super early, like Honolulu. So like you're okay. you're starting at like 5 a.m. or something like that. So sure. yeah, sure. Uh, we did our first marathon. My wife and I did uh, the San Francisco Marathon. Okay. And that happens end of July. Um, and that one, they started really early too. I want to say 6 a.m. or so. Oh, just wow. Because they, it gets quite hot there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, not as hot as something like L.A., but it gets quite hot there too. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. Great answers. Great answers. Uh, I know this might be a tough one considering you are a running shoe geek, but <laughs> your favorite running shoe. Can I give a few answers sure. here? Okay, yeah, go for it. So race day right now, it's the uh, Nike Alpha Fly version one. Um, my everyday shoes, I really like the Nike Invincible um, Xs with the zoom, with the zoom foam. I, I, yeah. They're super comfortable for like recovery, easy runs. Um, a new a shoe I just recently started wearing uh, was pleasantly supri- surprised by it was is the Hoka uh, Clifton Eights. Um, really like really impressed by them so like you know it like i I, i've used them for a couple long runs now and they've just been really they've been a treat to wear so really impressed by that and um another show i like for dailies is the atreyu um it's a it's a brand out of texas um it's like a a atreyu base model it's like no frill shoe it's a really good shoe to just do a nice easy run in um and then i guess for tempo work and whatnot um the Hoka Mach Force, those are, those have been really good for Love that. Those. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, that's kind of like where my head's at in terms of favorite shoes. <laughs> that's a good rotation. That yeah. is a good rotation. If anyone um, is looking for running shoe recommendations, I highly recommend messaging JP. He, <laughs> he is really good to ask questions about shoes. I appreciate that. Yeah, slide into my DMs. We can talk shoes. <laughs> you know, get you a sponsorship with the Treyu there. <laughs> That'd be amazing. <laughs> there you go. Okay. If you could run with anyone in history or um, anyone today, who would it be? Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, my go-to answer for a lot of this stuff is usually a guy like Tiger Woods. I just feel like, I don't know if he runs, but I just feel like he would have a ton of different stories to tell um, for many obvious reasons and maybe not so obvious reasons. But I think that's somebody that just, yeah, like, 
Tiger Woods and um, back to wrestling, maybe Bret the Hitman Hart. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah, another person with, um, I'm sure, a ton of compelling stories to tell. So, yeah. Very, uh, man. So I was, when you said, um, when you started your answer, I thought you were going to say someone like Kipchoge. So I'm actually, I'm like really pleasantly surprised when you came up with Tiger Woods because that's someone who, you're right, top tier athlete um, and just someone who, who would have a lot of life, who has, like he's lived a lot of life. Yeah, and, and he's, I would, yeah, you're right. He's had some highs and lows yeah. and, you know, um, gone through, he's gone through a lot of things that, um, you know, I, you can say like not a lot of athletes have, have um, maybe encountered in their careers and, yeah. you know, early on in, the, in his career really thrust it into the spotlight and just go like yep. on this crazy winning streak and really dominating the sport. But I think, yeah, again, I'm th- like when I, with a question like that, I think about like who would have some compelling stories? Like let's not yep. talk running, let's talk life. Yep. You know, yeah. let's, let's make it the, a real church of a long run type of run and just talk yeah, about life. Yeah. I like that a lot. I'll join you on that run. Right on. Okay. I, either, either Hitman or, or Tiger. I'll join yeah. you. Yeah. In, in a pair of Atreus or Hoka Clifton's <laughs> pink and black wonder, for that man. <laughs> I wonder, yeah, that's what I was about to say. I wonder if the hitman would run in his boots. Probably not. Probably not, but it's the hitman. So if he did run in the boots, I hope it's the cowboy boots. Right, right. Yeah, yeah there you go. Yeah. All right, your favorite movie of all time? Uh, draft Day. It's, uh, oh, okay. It's... Um, it's a for people that don't may not be familiar with draft day it's uh it's an nfl movie it's about uh kevin costner who's gm of the browns and uh what he goes through on draft day so um fun fact i'm a diehard buffalo bills fan um so you know with 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 the bills really being a terrible team for most of my adult life the draft is very important for me because we'd always be drafting high so i'd watch like college football in december and try to see like well, who are the best prospects here and what do we need and like, you know, whatnot. So I've made it kind of like a ritual around the NFL draft to watch draft day every year before the draft. So it's kind of a thing for me. Yeah. I like how movies can kind of seep into your routine of, of life. I mean, a lot of people will have their favorite holiday movie. So they watch it before the holiday time. A lot of people have their favorite, um, I don't know, Thanksgiving movie. They watch it before Thanksgiving time. I always have a, um, I always... Go, I go through a few, but I always watch a teachery kind of movie before the start of the school year. Right and on. Just to, it could be something simple like uh, like Kindergarten Cop, and I watch that <laughs> before the start of the year, or um, or Dangerous Minds, or Coach Carter, or something like that to yeah. kind of you know remind me of of you know why I do what I do and stuff. So something about draft day for you and and watching that movie that's really interesting. I like that. Thanks. Okay, uh, pump up song. What's your go-to pump up song? Ooh, okay. So I was, I, I, I have a couple here. One's gonna be like out of left field, and the other one's probably more uh, an answer that you're probably looking for. So I'll start with that one okay. first. Uh, uh, put on by Young Jeezy. Um, okay, it's a song that just like that opening verse just like gets me fired up, and I'm like ready to go. I just, I love it. I remember during run to Montreal during one of my uh one of my last legs or not no what 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 the, it was a during a leg where i was just finishing up and one of the guys in my team had this playing out of the support car super loud and i was just so psyched up like right. lfg i'll just keep running down i'm so pumped up but my other go-to song is actually all too well by taylor swift the 10 minute version wow okay and the reason why it's because it's a painful song <laughs> and it's a marathon of a song 
So it's a perfect song to prep you for a marathon because right. it's painful, it's slow, and you just not everything hurts, and right. you're just you just got to get it all out. It's like therapy, and you know that's it. You know it's uh it's just like you know let's you know it's going to be tough. You know right. Getting over Jake Gyllenhaal apparently was tough too. So right. you know that's how me and uh, you know Taylor we bond over that. You know going through hard if you things. Can get through if you can get through that, you can get through a marathon. That's right. You can do hard right. things, Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right, and if you could leave our listeners with one piece of advice, what would you say? Um, no matter whether you run or lift or whatever you do, find things that fill your cup. You know, like. Find your why. Find find things that bring you joy. Like I think when you you know when for me what I try to you know remember try to be grateful uh, when I run. Just keep that in mind. You know, there's a lot of good things. Like you know, we have a lot of privilege. At least I, I think I do. And being able to run and do what I do and be able to you know you know pur- purchase the you know the gear and whatnot. So I'm grateful for that, and I'm grateful to have like a great group of pe- support, uh, a great group of people that support me. I'm grateful that my partner supports me in, in all my crazy running adventures. So, you know, you know, it's find things that give you, that bring you joy, fill your cup, and you know, everything else comes easy. You know, running, you know, life is tough. So, you know, just try to keep you know, things close to you that you know bring you happiness. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, I once uh, I once heard that life's too short to be doing things that you don't enjoy. Mm-hmm. So pick the things that you do enjoy and spend your time doing those. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. JP, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. I can't wait to have you back for another episode, part two. Amazing. Um, and I'm going <laughs> to get into, you know what we're going to do? We're going to do a deep dive into uh, Shawn Michaels versus Bret Hart Ironman match, uh, WrestleMania 12 or something. I love it. We, we can, we can, we can do a, we can do a, we can talk running and while we're watching like a Russell media, there you, there you go. go. There you go. I like that. I like that. Right, well, I'll leave you with a, what you're going to do, brother. <laughs> ah, what you're going to do. <laughs> JP, thank you so much for joining us today. My pleasure. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with JP. I had so, so much fun chatting with him. As we approach the end of 2022, I wanted to take this opportunity to just say thank you. Thank you to all of you for your support. Thank you to all of you for listening in. And thank you for giving me the opportunity to just try something new. I can't wait to see what 2023 brings. I hope to have so many more conversations with you. And I hope to bring you episodes that you enjoy so that you can laugh along with us. I'm going to be taking a little bit of a break for the holiday season, spend time with my family, and I hope that you do the same. I want to wish you all happy holidays, a great end to 2022, and an even better start to 2023. I've been your host, Jonathan Yu, and as always, have a wonderful day.